the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. So welcome to The Green Room. This is a show where we look at all the latest news and hot topics from within the driving instructor industry. And as always, I am your jolly northern host, Terry Cook, and I'm delighted to be here. But you will be delighted to know that it's not just me, because I am also joined by the man who 100% insists that none of his learners read the highway code, Chris Benstead. How are we doing, Chris? Uh, I'm awesome. All is good. Excellent. And uh, I'm also joined by some of my lovely premium members who have come along to watch and potentially insert some wisdom into this otherwise uh, wisdomless podcast. Uh, we are going to get into the news because there's a little bit of news, not a massive amount this month, but we've got some to tackle. Uh, but later on, we're going to be taking a bit of a dive into the Instructor Podcast because I have just finished Season 5, and this is the 30th episode of The Green Room. So I am going self-indulgent a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about the podcast and potentially uh, the training in the industry as a whole. But there is a little bit of news to begin with. I'm going to kick off with the BLR. or one, That's one of the ones I remember actually that acronym big learner really um it's, it's back for its final uh outing this year um but they have now opened registration so i'll put a link to that in the show notes if you have any interest in in partaking or helping with a blr then you can uh, register your interest uh so chris as a member of the blr inner sanctum uh any any thoughts anything you want to add to that or is it is it quite simple just that it's just that. No, it is. Um, it's a registration list of showing your interest. It doesn't have to mean, you know, lead lead car. Um, it can be that, you know, if you don't feel confident being the lead car all on your own, which isn't how it works. There's a load of people around you that you can gather together and do stuff. Um, but you could still register and sort of back someone up. Uh, so there's, there's an option there. Um, but if, Lou doesn't know that you're interested, then there's less chance of it coming to your doorstep. So, you know, if you want to rally the troops locally, register yourself on the on the link because then she knows where the interest is and she will do her best to make the route fit. Um, can't see everybody, can't go everywhere, but will, you know, definitely have a look at, at the map and see what is achievable. So we are hoping for an, an epic final year. Uh, if you haven't done it before, it's your last chance. So get registered. Um, and if it doesn't come to your doorstep, plan a tax deductible holiday to come along and join it somewhere else. Be a nice trip away with, you know, leaving the kids at home. Yeah, we could have got that in last week. And then I could have asked uh, Dave Shannon of uh, Drivehead Bookkeeping about that on the, the special day for my premium members the other day. Um, uh, there will be an accompanying podcast as well. The the podcast uh, will be back for the, its, it's uh, final season with that. Um, I will open up the Instructor Podcast page on that again at some point. But if you want to go back and check out the, the preview episodes of that, if you go to instructorpodcast.com, click on the free stuff tab, and not only will you find all the free stuff I do, but you'll find links to loads of other industry podcasts as well, including the BLR one. But uh, moving on. Because the DVSA have gone into uh, mock test mode again, uh, there seems to be a, a bit of impetus around pushing mock tests, and they released their survey results from the mock test. So this isn't the same survey 
as when they ask what we want and then do the opposite. Um, this is the survey where they asked they asked if we were using mock tests and how we were getting on and that kind of stuff. I, I don't think there's anything particularly that stood out that's worth mentioning from that survey, uh, but I will put a link in the show notes again. So if anyone wants to go and peruse it, then then feel free. But anything you want to mention about the survey or, or anything around that, Chris? Um, no, I I just would like the language to change around mock testing because I think we've all got an idea of what we think it means. And until we're actually all talking the same, and I don't think we're talking the same as the DVSA, um, you know, I, different people are going to have different opinions because they're talking about something different. That doesn't make sense. So I think, you know, are we looking at assessments? Are we looking at uh, a dress rehearsal and, you know, and what, what that is? So I, I just, I think there's this catch-all phrase and it causes confusion. So just an opportunity to say that yet again, but I'll, I'll keep saying it and we'll keep carrying on as we are. Well, I managed to jump on one of the, the recent webinars I did on mock tests and it was uh, Graham O'Brien and I'm really annoyed. Uh, I've forgotten the other lady's name and she's been on the podcast as well from the DVSA. I want to say Amanda Lane, but I've got a feeling I might have got that wrong. But um, they did a brilliant job. I thought that the, the webinar they did was superb. I thought the initial presentation was clear and concise and answer a lot of questions anyway but then the the, the q a that followed some of the questions that were, were given to them were actually quite tricky i thought for them to answer and they answered them really well and i thought quite comprehensively so you know if you do get a chance to go and watch one of those i, I would recommend it because it, um I, I picked up some things from there but you know ultimately the, the purpose of the dvsa's idea of a mock test is so we improve the pass rate and the only reason they want to improve the pass rate is to reduce the backlog on tests that that's the sole reason we can't hide from that we might have a slightly different reason and you know i'll give you my take on mocks i don't want to dive into this too much because we've covered it before but i'm i offer them you know there's times i've used them as a tool previously and i think that when i've done that it's been like if someone not necessarily been arguing, but if someone's been debating whether they should go ahead with a test or not, that's when I've used it. I'm like, how about we go and do this mock test and we'll see how we get on? And the interesting thing I found a couple of times is that I've been lacking because you go for a mock test and you're forced to show up. And that the it's not that they go to pieces, but afterwards I've had a couple of people that have said to me, Oh, it felt weird without your help. And I'm like, interesting. Am I giving more help than I think I am? And then it's kind of, um, it makes me assess my own performance. So that mock test, I've also found beneficial for me, but I don't think I've had anyone that's, I've insisted on a mock test. I don't think I've had anyone that I've um, had argue about it afterwards. And I think the only times I've used it, I've found it beneficial. So, but I, I am curious, Chris, what are, what, what are your thoughts on mock tests other than what you've mentioned already? I, I think that part of the issue, part of my concern from that is that I don't know if I use them in the same way. I think I do have different kind of levels of what I do um, on on the odd occasions that I'm in a car. I'll, I'll put that caveat in. Um, but um, the 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 little bits that we do where we're kind of, we're kind of assessing and challenging, and and then we we identify something we need to go and address. You know, is when when 
All right. So you think that they're kind of you've you've covered all of that syllabus. So you've got the stuff you can tick off as subjects. And we know that we've got that cooking time, that you know, the development and everything else, which is very non-tangible. Um, you know when it happens and it happens differently for different people. But sometimes you do go, I don't know what we've got to look at now because I don't really know what's needed. So we'll start doing something and then we'll identify it and we'll address it. And I suppose in my head that comes under, we're going to start doing a, a mock in totally independent drive without my input. Let's let's head off somewhere and then we'll adapt as we go. And like all good you know, standards check trainers, uh, we will change the plan. Uh, we'll change the goal, all of that stuff. Um, so... I, I kind of feel that that fits into my my mock, which is to simulate them independ- totally independently, as in that's what the test is about. Put them through the the thing that they that are likely to come up. I'm also not very test focused, so I use it as a as a um, as an not an excuse, as a justification of being test focused. So I'll use it in that way. So I think, yeah, it, I, I just wonder whether that makes me kind of look at it a little bit differently and, and therefore the, the lines aren't joining up. I'd be really interested if other people find that same, you know, kind of they, they don't necessarily feel that they're talking the same language as, as the DVS. I, I really do. But um, <laughs> just in this particular situation. Yeah, and I think the I use them. I think I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. I use them. Uh, what I call spot mocks or mini mocks, and you know the example that always springs to mind is is manoeuvres. You know, we'll have the student doing them independently, and then I'll chuck in. I'll say, "How about we do it as if you're on a test?" And all of a sudden, you see him get to which I'm like, "There's no difference. You've literally yeah. just done it with me sat here in silence. It's just that now I'm going to tell you if you had to pass or fail afterwards." And but they they immediately feel more pressure, and I, I find that fascinating that they're doing literally nothing different. But they, they immediately feel that pressure. But I, I did notice on the uh, the, the webinar, um, Graham referred to them. And I, I think you might have even called it a spot mock, which um, I was a bit like, you've listened to the podcast and you've stolen that. At least give me credit. Speaking of keep giving people credit, I wasn't going to mention this. But I'm going to because I'm, I'm not going off on a tangent by saying it now. Um, I, uh, I uh, My driving school is TC Drive. And... Over the years, I've had various pieces of content out on the instructor and on TC Drive and on my personal page. And I used to run a page years ago for, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was about uh, self-development. Oh, anyway, um, and I've had content stolen. Everyone gets content stolen where it's just copy and pasted and stuff like that. But I'm just going to say this. If any driving instructors listening, please share each other's stuff by all means, but don't copy and paste it. It's just cheap and tacky. And a big shout out to Kev Brook, who seems to have made it a bit of a mission to go and tag me on all the posts where people have stolen my content and just copy and paste it, which is lovely. Um, but but yes, I had a post that that, that went viral on TC Drive, and it, it's uh, quite impressive. And I've not had one go viral like that for a long time. Um, and just noticed that loads of people have just copied and pasted it as well, which... Uh, I don't know. I find it a little bit frustrating. It's a backhanded compliment, but I'm a bit like, give people credit where it's due. Anyway, I don't want to moan too much. So let's move on to what I consider good news. Uh, and that is the uh, the instructor Meganar that's coming up on the 3rd of August. Now, if you haven't come across this yet, this is 
uh, nine speakers delivering 20-minute presentations across roughly three hours or probably overrun slightly. Um, so, yeah, and, and that is on the 3rd of August. The To sign up for more details and, and to get links and stuff like that, you'll need to sign up to the Instructor Podcast newsletter, which you can find links from the show notes or on the website. But I have a few guests that have been announced already. I'm drip-feeding these out over the next few weeks, but the ones that have been announced so far... Uh, Stuart Lockery, uh, knowledgeable instructor training. Uh, sorry, Stuart is talking about training in the industry and how we can be better and ignoring the DVSA. Hit are taking us back to the future and looking at how instructors can lead uh, rather than be led. Laura Joyce is talking to us about social media, why and how we can do it and the difference it can make. Got Elizabeth Box coming in to talk about pre-driver education. And we have also got the man who tells his students to 100% ignore the highway code, uh, Chris Benstead, uh, coming to talk about the theory test. So, uh, Chris, how does that, how's that Megana shaping up for you? Uh, well, I've spent this week rewriting the highway code. Um, so, uh, so yeah, may, yeah, may, maybe it was just clickbait. You never know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. I, 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 why is it when I hear Meganar, I think of Godzilla. I've just got this. I don't know. There's some kind of yeah. Um, so uh, either that or Power Rangers, but and that's not a bad thing. Power Rangers film. Thoroughly underrated. I, I it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's rare, just because I know lots of the people that do it, the it's rare that I want to listen to everybody else who's speaking. Um, and I want to listen to everybody else who's speaking. So yeah, um, I think it could be really good. It oh. will be really good. Sorry, not could be. I mean, two or three people have seen like a, a draft of guests. But I revealed to you before uh, I press record today the the full list. So you're the only person that's that's uh, seen that full list, and I am really, really chuffed with the people that have agreed to come on. Admittedly, uh, everyone I've asked to come on has said yes, so it's not like I've had to go and find other people. But the the nine that are there are, are all my first choice for that nine for this particular thing and I, i'm just really really chuffed with the people that are doing there's some that look, i'll be honest that i would almost be surprised if they didn't say so i include you in this you're someone that wanted to get on to talk about the fairy test i think if you would have said no go screw yourself i'd have been a bit oh that wasn't see that one coming but you know there's other people in there that um i'm just genuinely chuffed so just just regards to the lineup obviously i've I've named the ones that I can name so far. What do you think of that lineup? Do you think it's a good mixture? Do you think that you said you want to see them all? Do you think it's a good mixture for the industry? I, I think it's it's a it's a Terry Cook mix, and I think it's the thing that from the beginning of the podcast, and and one of the reasons that you know I was keen to get involved was that you don't necessarily pick the ones that you would expect. Um, the you know the same old same old. You can't get rid of me, but you know it's. Um, I, I think it's, it's a nice mix and variety. Um, it's not always what's expected, and because of that, I, I, I think it's going to be great. So yeah, I, I I think anyone who doesn't turn up is mad because it's free, and it's going to be a serious variety show. If you like Britain's Got Talent, it's going to be the Britain's Got Talent. We're going to have 
buzzers and no we're not it's fine oh we are now that's, that's <laughs> i've got one yeah i use i use it in my pdi training it'll be like the six for 60 but <laughs> just putting people off um no, I mean, uh, I, I appreciate that. And I'll kind of, we'll come back on maybe to the Terry Cook mix a little bit later on in the show, but I, I will just throw out there that places are limited. So there is a limited number of people that come along and watch it. So, and that's not me just trying to sell it, um, by the way, but places are literally limited because I cannot afford to go and pay for like an enterprise version of Zoom that costs a grand. So I'm having to pay for the the, the smaller one uh, to give you guys it for free. Uh, but, you know, get a few hundred people there. So make sure you sign up to that, that newsletter because that's where the links and stuff will be. Um, but yeah, I will be uh, keeping you all updated. So make sure you're checking out the newsletter and social media and stuff around there. Um, but any other news this this month, Chris? Anything else that we could do with touching on? Um, I, I don't think there's been a lot going on, is there? There's it's been relatively quiet, which is a good thing. Everyone's really busy, um, so you know it that keeps it quiet. We, there haven't been that many Facebook rounds going on, um, so so yeah, no, I, I I think that that sounds like about everything, unless I've forgotten something I was supposed to be saying. Particularly, I mean, right. you said there's not been that many Facebook ads. I've seen a few good ones. I've also noticed that um, recently I've, I've seen, and this has amused me greatly, but, and it's a complete aside, but I'm going to say it. Uh, you know, when we see the uh, the students in the learner group that ask a question and the answer that certain instructors will give is read the highway code. I've noticed more and more of those instructors asking questions in in instructor groups i'm like just read the book or read the national i'm like oh screw you all anyway um let's take a moment to set the table then before i move on so chris do you want to take a moment to uh tell people who you are um what you do and why you advise your students not to read the highway code <laughs> it's not gonna drop is it um i am chris benstead and i am the co-founder of the driving instructor and trainers collective the ditc which is the signposting platform for the driving instructor industry if you're looking for something uh then come and ask us and then we'll tell you to talk to terry and find out which podcast to listen to or we'll tell you to you know who to get in touch with in your area to find standards check training or um and if there's an association that represent something or provide something that would be a benefit to you uh, careers development is the one that i keep talking to about people about at the moment because they want to do more but they don't know what um they want a bit more variety because i think the the learner thing is is proving a bit you know a bit repetitive so uh that that is my my official uh, role and title when i'm here but i also do theory training as theory test explained um which is where i haven't actually told any of my pupils to read the highway code but that's because if you read it it doesn't mean you understand it so it's not that we ignore it it's that that's not the best way to address it so i'm not against the highway code although make sure you don't buy one of the fake ones off of uh off of amazon because they're they've got wrong bits in them and uh, if you were to listen to the five minute fairy i think i express a similar opinion on that um in the you know the information is in there but i don't learn very well by sitting reading a book from cover to cover i would learn more by asking someone and engaging on that so but anyway that's another topic for another day potentially a podcast episode back on episode two of season five but whatever you are listening to the green room this is the 30th edition of the green room and it coincides nicely with the end of season five 
So uh, all I'm going to say, first of all, is thank you all for listening. Make sure that if you want more Instructor Goodness, you check out the premium content. You can find all the stuff over there at www.instructorpodcast.com, where I have just announced the uh, the lineup, the official lineup for the remaining expert sessions for the year. So, so far, we have had Chris Spencer come in to deliver a session on uh, how we teach roundabouts, which caused an almighty fuss online by some very miserable people. We had uh, Kevin Tracy Field on how to help our learners stay calm on a test day, which did not cause a fuss online. So I blame you for that, Chris, clearly now, uh, because we also had Dave Shannon, who recently come on to talk about tax. All brilliant uh, sessions, expert sessions so far. And the remainder for the year, uh, we've got Neil Whiteman coming in in August to deliver a presentation on safeguarding. We have got Ray Seagrave coming in in September to talk about building rapport. He did give me a more complex title, but I've forgotten it. And we've got our very own Phil Cowley coming in in October to talk about our presentation on questioning techniques. We've also got some other stuff lined up. So we have got episode dissections coming up we have got other green rooms all this stuff being recorded live so you get access to all this if you sign up to the 22 pounds here of the instructor podcast premium or if you're more interested in just receiving the recorded bonus content sign up to 10 pounds here um but either way let's move on because as said i want to get a little bit self-indulgent for a moment and uh, i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all uh, so the first thing I'm going to say is the polar opposite to self-indulgence, because I'm going to take a moment to thank everyone. So, we, you know, we're five seasons in, we're 145 episodes over five seasons and 30 editions of the, the Green Room. There's 85 guests that have come on. Uh, we've done live events now, or been part of live events at the Intelligent Instructor Expos. There's premium content with a whole host of additional guests as well. And there's webinars and meganars and all this kind of stuff. So all that stuff over there so for anyone that's listened anyone that's shared anyone that's commented genuinely thank you uh really appreciate it and and for all the guests and i was having a little flick back through today as the guests that have been on and and you know looking outside of the industry for a minute you know people like um uh chris brooker comedian and wrestling coach um g sabini roberts uh come on to talk about the lgtbq plus community and how we can be better allies dan meredith the most recent guest on the podcast you know you look at these people and i've obviously missed off an awful lot there but the quality of these people that are willing to come in and give up their time and offer us expertise on a specific you know topic that we can then take into our world and we can use in our world and share within our world i just think it's a genuinely awesome thing that, that these guys have done in giving up their time. And obviously the the people in the industry that are doing it as well. You know, I've got two that have been on the show uh, on the today. It's uh, Chris, obviously, uh, a regular. I'll come back to you in a second. But, but Phil Cowell is watching. He's, he's been on the podcast before. And he's recently taken over the ADI Book Club over in the uh, Instructor Podcast Facebook group. And a, a grand job he's doing over there as well. But, you know, I want to take a moment here to, to thank you as well, Chris, because... Back on season one, uh, you um, use your little news roundup at the end of every episode from the the DITC. In fact, I'm going to take a moment to to point out that if you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, so I inquired with Chris, how do you fancy doing a little news segment? And I've never spoken to Chris before. It's like, yeah, all right. 
came and did it, did it for season one. Then we spoke about it. We decided to do the green room and did it weekly, but Chris was coming in every other week. And then I realized weekly was too much. I cannot do two weekly shows. So it went to monthly. And I think since then, you've been a pretty much uh, solid guest. So thank you in particular for, for your for your time, Chris. Um, so before I get into anything else around my thoughts on it, I, I'm keen to ask, uh, I'm going to come to you, Chris. I'm keen to ask you for kind of an overall thought on the podcast and, and you know, and, and feel free to be as negative as you want. I don't know. Um, no, I, I genuinely believe it is, it's one of, if if not, you know, top of the tree for breadth of resources for the real instructor stuff, the stuff that bothers us day to day. Um, that is relevant to us you know yes any, anyone will turn up to you know the opening of something to do with standards check uh, because it's there's a threat there but actually when it comes to development and interest it takes more to get us there you know we we need something that that works and i think you do an inc- underrated job um an incredibly good job of choosing what that is representing it um, and it shows that you are uh, to the core a driving instructor and that you get it, but that you actually manage to do something a lot of instructors don't do, which is looking outside, looking outwards, not looking inwards. Um, and you're not DVSA focused. You're you're happy to, you know, happy to engage with them, but that's not where the focus is. Um, and and I, I think you do a cracking job. And And I'd say that even if I didn't like you. Um, appreciate that. And, and uh, you know, it's worth mentioning here that when I kind of say about being self-indulgent, I am also trying to be very objective um, and and almost non-judgmental. You know, when I the stuff I'm talking about now, I'm trying to be factual rather than uh, opinionated um, because I, I I do think that the Instructor Podcast has made a bit of a difference to the industry, and I know it's helped a lot of people, and um, it's helped. This is the thing I'm most proud of. Actually, it's it's helped instructors find people to work with you know that was one of the big goals when i started off the show was i wanted to showcase talent i wanted to showcase other instructors and people outside the industry so that when someone is going i don't know where to turn they can just have a scroll through the podcast i gotta like this guy i'm gonna go find out more about him i'm gonna go you know whatever and the highlight of my week is always when i get one of my um one of my guests message me and say so and so has just come to me for this it's like that's always the highlight, you know. So I'm really, you know, pleased about that. I think the question I want to ask you as well, and I kind of said there about be as negative as you want, but I kind of want to ask you, and and is there any negatives? Is there anything that you, you, you know, because you, you've been a listener since um, episode three when you tuned in yourself <laughs> to, to join me. Um, the have, Has there anything that, you didn't like or that you know you would change or that you get what i mean is there anything you weren't happy with with the podcast i i have an issue with the accountability because you remember what i say and you throw it back at me um we won't mention the one episode where i really didn't like it and then you told them and then you raised it with me numerous times when it went address because i'm sure you remember who it was um you know that yes, uh, there, there were those moments. Uh, no, I, I, I think 
the lovely thing is you can turn the bloody thing off, which, you know, is sometimes a lovely thing. But no, but you, you don't have to listen. As you said, you can choose which ones you, you go to. You're not expecting people to listen to every single one. It'd be lovely if people do. But, um, I like the fact that it's not just a filler between driving lessons of something to put on in the background. It's actually something you sit down with and and engage with. You know, you you can take it seriously. It, it's not throwaway. It's not just you know, uh, you you me and someone else sat around having a chat um, about good old days and and you know joking about all the the negatives it's actually constructive and, and beneficial i i struggle to find except for being named and shamed on a regular basis it's a wonder i'm still around um something negative to, uh, about it um because i i, I think it, it's great and as, as you will back me up on the stats i'm sure but the the number of people that start podcasts, and I include myself in that. It's something I, I've tried to do. The, one of the reasons that I stopped was you're good at it. So, you know, why, why have a dog and bark yourself? Um, you know, if, if there's someone who's good at it, let's let's support them and, and make make that a really good thing. Yeah, it, it's great. So, no, I'd, lo- I'd love to s- slate it. You've even got decent taste in Marvel films. I, I really can't win uh the the recent guardians of the galaxy free film knocked the eternals out of my top 10 um and so yeah i think what you want about my marvel tasting films um the one of the things that i mean in fact i've been talking a lot to my premium recent premium members recently about how i listen to podcasts and kind of encourage them to do the same in that i you mentioned about between lessons stuff it's like i listen to podcasts almost passively and it's like Sometimes there'll just be something that I find interesting, or it'll be it might lift my spirits, or it'll get me thinking. But there'll be an episode that I go, "No, I'm listening back to that," and then I listen with a notepad and pen, or mm. you know, whatever, however I make notes. And I, I think that that's the great thing about podcasts is why part of the reason why I do podcasts because you can do that. It's really easy to do that. And as you mentioned, you can rewind. You know, you can skip, you can pause, you can go ten minutes and go, "No, not for me." and move on or whatever. But I, I want to ask you just a little bit about guests. Um, I mean, there's been loads of guests. Keir Witherspoon uh, was was an awesome guest back on season one, for example. Random choice of, of guests there. But have you got any favourite guests, Chris? Anyone that, that stands out to you? Not necessarily one above all, but just a few that stand out potentially. Here, when I listened for the second time, really liked him. Um, sometimes you're not in the right space. It's like watching a film, isn't it? I was I was quite a better boy. Um, first time thought it was crap. Second time changed my life genuinely the way that I approach stuff. Um, I see. My problem is I'm lousy with names, so uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to think. But it, it's the variety of things, though. It's not necessarily the the people. It's it's the the subjects. I think have been chosen really well. Um. I think it's it's been the mix of out of out of industry and in, in industry. Um the wrestling guy. Sprocker. Thank you. Um uh, that I enjoyed that and and actually went off and, and listened to a couple of his other podcasts. I haven't got capacity to listen to all of them, but I, I enjoyed it absolutely. Um and 
I think the try and think who other ones were that was were, were really standout going back to sort of those early days of them um there was a marketing guy and I can't think of his name um that I think I listened to three times because it was as you said I listened to listened to it passively and then when actually I need to sit down and do this again and then later on when I'm going to go back to it. And I don't do that often. There's always something new and shiny. I like the new and shiny stuff. I will do the sit down and listen to it properly. I do it with audiobooks as well. So, so yeah, I, I it's just been the, the mix of stuff. Um, and, you know, possibly a bit too much veganism in there for me. But apart from that, I don't think there are any that I genuinely haven't enjoyed. Thank you. Across 145 episodes, I've mentioned veganism three times. Um, that's not too much. That's a completely acceptable ratio. Um, the, the number one, the num- which goes against the grain slightly, because my number one choice would be the DBSA episode, um, which, you know, I, what I love is the fact that it's not industry-based. But for for quality interviewing and being able to challenge someone without offending them i think you did a cracking job and i i enjoyed that because of that it wasn't because of the content necessarily it was because of the delivery so yeah all right i I will continue to to praise you i want to find something negative i'm I'm working on it i want to know who the other guy was but i haven't got enough to work on with marketing <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll come somewhere. I'm slightly surprised you didn't say more about the uh, the people you then went on to work with in G. Sabini Roberts. Oh, <laughs> no, but you then know. that gives that gives you the credit of the fact that that basically what I need to do is not think about your podcasts. I need to think about all the awesome things that I've put in place since because I've stolen them from you. Yes, no, okay. um, G. Absolutely. Um, I I I don't think we could ever turn the industry upside down and totally change things. But they, they keep coming back to, to to kind of not haunt us. I, I don't want to say that because it sounds really bad. But they, they it, it keeps coming back again and little things come up. The, the roots of them, I'll give you the credit, were with with you and the fact that you know you'd engaged with the queer box and the LGBTQ plus course, which is an awesome course. DITC members get it for twenty quid off, so that is a absolute steal, and it will change your business and your perspective. I I guarantee it. So yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, and and that it's those little breadcrumbs that change the industry, not big massive things. Um, and I, and yeah, no, all, all credit to you, but I will steal it slightly. I mean, some I've been reflecting on a lot recently around the, the, the podcast as a whole, and I'll maybe touch on that a bit more in a second, but just like regarding the guests, when I think of this, I, I just look at the caliber. And again, I'm thinking outside of our industry at the minute, because I think that people outside the industry, it's a, it's a tough sell for me to, to get them to come in, come and speak to driving instructors. And, you know, I can imagine them just thinking, well, what? What am I going to get from this? But they don't. They're, they're okay, cool. And I, I just look at some of the people, and you know, Simon Hartley. This is a guy that works with like Premier League clubs and Bundesliga clubs and rugby union, and you know, uh, I think it was with the England rugby union team. And you know, I just think you know, it's like we come and jam it. Yeah, no problem. When can we do it? 
you know, um, same with Dan Meredith. He's someone I've been trying to get on since season one that we've had to reschedule every time. But like this time is like, no, we are definitely doing it this season. We got him in for, for last episode. People like Shabnam Raja and, and, and Jess Soto, you know, just people of such quality in their field that uh, are so established. You know, someone else will come on this, uh, this season, Adil Amazi, who, you know, this guy this month uh has officially now made a billion dollars for all his clients as a copywriter i'm like talk about success you know and he's coming on to to give us as driving instructors advice and i just think what a privileged position we're in that people are willing to do this and we can you know just cherry pick these bits of information but you know it's coming back to the podcast as a whole for a second uh i, I said this on the episode with Dan Meredith, but I'm going to say it again now because I think it's relevant to what we're talking about or where we're going to go with this next because back on season one when I kind of realised there was going to be a second season, I set myself some some goals and there were three big goals. So one was to do five seasons, which I've now completed. The other was to get 10% of the industry listening, um, which I considered between 3,600 and 4,000 people. And I achieved that this season. So, you know, 4,000 people have listened this season. And the other was to get Dan Meredith on. So I, I ticked all three of those those goals. And it, it's kind of really got me thinking and looking at the podcast. And as I say, all the stuff it's become. So it's not just a podcast anymore. I think of it now as it's called a podcast, but it's training. It's development. That's that's what it is. It's got your podcast. You've got your premium. You've got your live events in person. You've got your live events online. You know, it's all the stuff that 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 goes around it. And I was also considering the, the phrase that we've said a lot. We hear a lot about things not being fit for purpose. The theory test, the driving test, the standards check. You know, audit all this stuff that we say is not fit for purpose. And I got to thinking about the instructor podcast. I thought it's not fit for purpose anymore. It's evolved, it's developed, it's not fit for purpose. And then I had a rethink and I'm like, that's not right. The purpose has changed. From that original goal way back on season one, which was to do some talk to people that I wanted to talk to and to speak to a couple of hundred driving instructors and just to provide a bit of information and a bit of inspiration, it, it's evolved into so much more than that. And the big thing for me now is I have zero idea what the purpose of this, the instructor is anymore. I call it the instructor now because it's the podcast, the premium, you know, all this stuff. At the minute, I have zero idea where that is. So there will be changes afoot. I have no idea what yet um, because it's, it's still very up, much up in the air. So I'm going to throw this over to you, Chris, uh, and you may not have an answer and that's completely fine. What would you like to see? Is there any difference? Is there anything new you'd like to see uh, me or the instructor or, you know, anything in those kind of facets take on or evolve into? Um, I would love to see blind interviews where you don't know who the person is at all. And you've got to figure it out. You can't, you know, you, you've, you've got to interview them through to figure out what the, what they are and what they do. And their job is to make it as difficult as possible. Um, I think that would be awesome because that that's what I enjoy. I'm, you know, it might be because I know you, but I think it's because you're good at it, is, is the process of 
you know, I hate it when I'm sat on the side of it and you then ask me a question about what I said because, you know, the mouth moves, the brain doesn't always keep up. Um, but that kind of, yeah, I like that. It's also, I like the suffering on your face when you say that you feel that it's not fit for purpose, but you don't know what it is because typical dual control freak, um, you want to you want to have your plan and you want to know. I, I love the opposite. I love not knowing stuff. Um, just explore it and see where it goes. Um, I hate it if it involves going somewhere and meeting people, but um, you know, uh, I, I I enjoy not necessarily knowing what opening that door is gonna gonna do. So I, I'd like to explore your suffering slightly, um, and and see more of that. To to answer the earlier question, I muddled I muddled two people slightly. So it wasn't marketing; it was business. It was Dino. You know what's up, Talia. Yes, and the it, because the reason I got the marketing was um, uh, who I still follow and engage with on a regular basis. Um, Amanda, Amanda Leek, um, was on the marketing, and that's why uh, why I was thinking because they were around the same kind of time. Another two awesome people uh, in particular. I'd recommend anyone uh, listen now go and follow Amanda Leek. She puts awesome stuff up, um, mm. loads of stuff for free. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll leave that there. But um, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I don't need to know the destination, but I need to know the road I'm on. I need to know where that road is starting to take me. I don't care where it takes me in the end. I don't have to have a goal as such. Um, I'll, that evolves as I go, but at the minute, I don't even know what road I want to take. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing over the next few months. I'm going to see if anyone else wants to come in just a second, but I'm going to touch on one more point first because... Uh, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to sound like a pretentious dick when I say it. So, you know, I'd be interested in, in, in your comebacks. I genuinely believe, no, no, that's not a belief thing. It's a fact because I've seen it and I've witnessed it and I've been told it and I've seen it firsthand. The Instructor Podcast has changed the way some people, not everyone, some people train and learn and develop um i had a brilliant question recently by one of my premium members kev lines who asking me about video content can people learn just from could people someone come instructor just by using video training it's just a, a fascinating thought process around it and i think that like i say there are people that are changing the way they learn because of the podcast and the stuff around it i've also think and I, I can't prove this one so this is more of a belief than a knowledge but i think there's training companies that are tweaking and changing what they're doing because of what they're seeing going on over here. Um, I think they're a little bit slow to do it. And I, and I, go, and I go back to the original reason of this podcast because the resource wasn't there. So I've put the resource there and I think some people have seen how it's worked and then gone into it. Some people have seen, uh, I'll go back to what you were saying about your stats on podcasts. And I, I sometimes get these slightly wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, 50% of podcasts don't get the, past the third episode and 80% don't get past episode 10. And if you go onto Apple and, or Spotify and type in Driving Instructor Podcast, after you get past all mine, you'll see all the ones that have done like three or four episodes, including uh, ADI Stories, which I did, which one did too. <laughs> so, you know, that one fell by the wayside. So it, I think that people are like, um, I think what happened at the beginning was people tried it, didn't immediately get the results and gave up. And I think people are starting to see that you put the work and the effort. And if you're actually 
god horrible thing to say if you're actually good at it then then you you can achieve stuff but i'd just be interested in your thoughts on that chris whether you've seen that impact in the training that i was mentioning Uh, yes i think that you've filled a void and therefore people couldn't use it before it existed so the fact that people are listening the fact that it's there's a choice now in the same way of your question about um, can you learn to drive sorry can you learn to be an instructor via videos alone or could you learn to drive via videos alone could you yes is it a good idea probably not you probably need more than but it can it can form a foundation of of things Ab- absolutely um in the same way could you do it via just listening to podcasts yes if you can find the right content um what i like to think you've done more than anything is is moving away from that core syllabus of we don't actually teach people to be a driving instructor we teach them how to pass the test um and then the other stuff hopefully if people have been trained well they realize they need more and they continue to access it as they go forwards you've you're part of that um i know that every pdi that i work with um i don't necessarily train uh, you know it's not just training ones but ones that i help with bits of finding stuff all of them get told there's the resource go and use it because it it opens up a lot of other doors and by giving people choices the world is a better place because if you don't have a choice then you don't get to do it you know you you don't get to make that choice um which which goes back to something that there's, there's probably less than 100 big things that have changed my life uh, especially my driving instructor life things that i you know i hold on to and one of them was um uh lou walsh came to do a course that i was running and there was a conversation going on and i i i think i said someone said um surely all driving instructors want their pupils to be safe and she said in the way that she does um actually i think i want my pupils to be able to choose to drive dangerously because if they're just doing what they're told they're not nearly as safe as if they're you know they're, they're able to make that choice you've given a choice to driving instructors that is to not follow that model that was been there for so long in you know all right coaching kind of came into it a bit and client centered a bit and but actually it's the same model you you've opened things up to go after i qualify there's a world out there that i know nothing about and i can go and find so, so yeah that there's influence in there absolutely it's it's interesting i think that uh, i mentioned this in a podcast recently i'm going to say it again that i spent too long worrying about the people that weren't listening um, and trying to win those over and this season i genuinely believe i've delivered my best content yet and this season has been about providing for the people that currently listen. Um, because if I provide for those people, that's going to attract new people anyway. And I, I genuinely believe it's my best. But you did make me chuckle there. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why. Because instead of that, filling your void. And it reminded me of a student I had just a few days ago. And she's Irish. And someone was tailgating us. And she went to say, uh, the guy behind's up my ass. But she paused because she didn't want to be rude. And said, the guy behind's up my all i'm like i think that's ruder i think that's worse 
<laughs> which was i don't know that made me chuckle <laughs> i that reminds me of one of my early pupils who um she had a mouth on her she really did she's a lovely character um she had a mouth on her and uh it was he's right out my chuff which i've never forgotten <laughs> stayed with me for a long time uh, so i'm going to bring in phil cowley for a moment now phil what are your thoughts on the instructor podcast well, first, I would like to add to those um, stories because I had a, one of my driving instructors was out with a pupil and they were going back to the village and there was two ways in through the village and the pupil said, would you like me to take you up the back way? <laughs> <laughs> the instructor's response was quite amusing. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love the podcast, obviously. Um, I I seem to remember sitting back because I've listened to podcasts for way before I was a driving instructor um so naturally when i was a driving instructor i wanted i went oh let's see there's a podcast i can listen to and there was and all dues to that podcast it was out there and it was doing doing its thing and i I loved it for a long time and i was gradually getting a bit sort of kind of it was getting a bit samey and i was getting bored of it and i felt like i was listening to it because i felt like i had to to try and get some information about the industry It, it felt like i was a job to listen to it like i needed to make sure i was keeping up to date um and then you came along <laughs> so um and filled that like a rom-com that. yeah basically um and yeah it's it's kind of everything that it needed to be and and stuff that i wouldn't have known i needed as well i think i described this on a different podcast the other day talking about you um how you managed to sort of kind of find stuff that i didn't know i needed and then i'm like why have i not had that in my life all the time sort of thing so there's yeah it's i wouldn't have been able to think to go and have a look for that information myself i think so i think like that creation and i've been out and i've actioned most of it which i don't think i would do with many other things so it's clearly good content and good people you're bringing on because it's enough that it's made me want to go and work with those people. And so, for example, um, all my logos and stuff are done by Ian Blakeman. Um, I've been and done Sam Harper's course. I put LGBT stuff on my website. Um, so, yes, yeah, I've, I've got my my accountant, my bookkeeper is definitely Dave. So it, it's sort of like it's made me want to go work with those people. And I think that's partly because you get to hear them. So you get a personal connection and you think, yeah, that person like sounds like somebody I want to work with. Um, so it's not just like them trying to sell their products. Do you know, I think it's worth giving a shout out because I, I always have, I have right since episode one. So Dipod, I still listen to Dipod. Um, I, I think it's does what it does. I think they provide some news information. They have occasionally have some good guests on and I, I, I do like listening to them. Um, I, and whether this is coincidental or whether this is connected, I will leave up to you. But they were monthly. They've started going more than monthly since I've grown. Uh, you're reading to that what you will. Uh, and I believe, I'm guessing, and I could be wrong, Phil, but I believe that the, the podcast you're referring to, um, it was the the XL podcast uh, where I was described as having a premium package, um, <laughs> which was was lovely to hear. Um, it was. I don't remember if that was me or or Kevin that mentioned it was that. Kevin, I oh, I okay. Um, you did miss your opportunity there because when you were going through that really lovely monologue, he could have finished with, and he's got a premium package. But I am <laughs> going to go back and clip that and put some lovely romantic music behind it because that was lovely. Um, 
guests. You mentioned a few that you've uh, you've you've taken up there, but is there any that stand out to you as a particular favourite or you know one that had an influence? Um, I. Loads. I, I think, like Chris said, the DVSA episode was brilliant. Um, just because I've never heard anyone get so much information from someone from the DVSA in one go. <laughs> um, so that that was quite quite impressive. Um, I I loved um, Lee's um, podcasts, both of them, particularly the first one, because I think his story resonated with me quite nicely. Um, and I think actually as well, it's another good one where it proves the whole point behind um being able to get to know the person before going to do his like going to use him and I, I I've recommended him to people up that way. Um and I've said go listen to his episode first and then see if you want to work with him sort of thing. So it, you're not just having to go in blindly, you get to go and feel like get a feel for the person first. Um I loved Sarah Hall's episode. Not necessarily because I'm like took anything away from it learning but she just it was just a fun episode and a nice story um and i liked her story uh the people perspective episode was brilliant as well um and then i left dan's meredith's episode which i need to go back and listen to at some point <laughs> That's I, one uh, I want to take notes yeah I, I was actually planning on giving a special shout out to the people's perspective because that was i i think that every guest i've had on They've either been uh, an instructor type expert, so obviously they they fall into the the rhythm of talking quite easily, or they've been an expert from outside, in which case they're talking about their expertise. But the two students I had that came on to talk, that must have been ridiculously hard for those because I've given them the mandate of talking to instructors about your perspective of learning to drive and what you want from driving instructors, and be as cruel or as kind to me as you see fit. And I thought they were phenomenal, both of them, Julia and Charlotte. Charlotte's been on twice. She did the social media episode as well, but they were both phenomenal. So definitely wanted to give a little shout out to them. Uh, I'm also just going to mention it amused me slightly referring to, to Lee there because um, you two have something in common. Um, Lee did an episode with me once and I lost it. Uh, and you did an episode of it once, and the audio was that bad we had to re-record. And that's the only time ever it's gone that extreme wrong. So there you go. Uh, any, anything else you want to chuck in there either about the Instructor Podcast or anything we were talking about earlier, Phil? I would like to ask Chris how he uses his buzzer for his PDI sessions. Um, uh, Any time. It makes that noise. Uh, just so we can't cut it out. Any time the buzzer is pressed... The world's frozen. We choose a safe moment to do it. I'll just say that to cover myself. Um, and the PDI trainer in the back or examiner, if if we're sort of pretending we're the examiner, and the pupil all have to be able to write on a postcard what the goal is at that moment in time and who is responsible for what, what that job share is. Um, because it should be outward and everybody should know so yeah it's it's just it's it's an exercise in making sure that everybody is on the same page um it gets used for other things and actually there's a better tool than that which is easier to put in your pocket which is a sound box um and if you haven't got a sound box get one they're like 10 quid on amazon and they are awesome they you get 20 different sound effects and you can you can buzz them and bing them and have crashing noises and all sorts 
best thing I've ever bought. Love it. I'm definitely stealing that. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna <clears throat> have fun in the car next next session. I'll send Terry a link to the to the soundbox because there's a there's a group of them, and you want the good one. Some some of them, the the Halloween one. Although certain people would love the Halloween sound effects, um, it doesn't quite work uh, for for driving instructing. Uh, so I'm coming over to Tony Baker now. Tony, what what would you like to to chuck my way? Well, I mean, I'm a recent. I've joined you recently, the Instructor Podcast and um, Premium. Uh, it came at a really good time for me because I found you. I think I might have found you through something Emma might have said to me. Emma Cottingham, who's I work in her school, but um, the I was a victim of the try coaching malarkey, and I was almost three quarters of the way through my beat tech, and I love that doing that. And all of a sudden, it come to an end, so I needed something else. And actually, that's the way I look at your podcast, your instructor podcast. I've learned so much from them. And the faces that are on screen now are the ones that I've learned most from. Um, if you sort of had included Bob and um, and um, Neil, Neil Whiteman, then that would be complete at the moment, to date for me. So I've learned so much from all of you guys, and I've watched a lot of your videos, Phil, um, and I loved your uh, session. Uh, Chris on roundabouts. I learned a lot of that, and uh, I just I still chuckle about you saying um, I want you to do two things. I want you uh, not to hit anything and be predictable, and that is so true. And it works a treat with my guys. It works a treat with my guys. And um, but I could go on and on and on, Terry. But don't ever feel that you're not hitting the mark, please, because. It's the guests you have on are phenomenal, and um, I'm driving myself nuts listening to the podcast. I, I, I bought myself a little bit of earphones and I take the dog through. I'm, I'm on it all the time. I, I've really gone unsociable. Not that I ever was, but um, but Terry, I just wanted to say thank you and thanks to the guys because um, you you have a way of getting the stuff that they need. It makes you feel like you're not on your own. Um, it's, it makes you feel that you're not on your own in this job where you can just listen and hear people having the same problems as you and feeling the same way about things. It's it's so useful. It really is so useful. But so uh, it's a real thank you for that. Um, and I'm, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think probably a lot of people think the same. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. But I'm going to interpret that as the fact that I can stop trying now. And I can just keep whack of it. You will do that. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, Tony. Thank you. I, I'm going to come uh, back to you for one more question, Phil, uh, specifically for you, because uh, you have been listening to the podcast for a while. Uh, you've been on the podcast. You've recently taken over the ADI Book Club, and anyone wants to get involved in that, either contact Phil or join the uh, Instructor Podcast Facebook group. And just a tip, you know, answer the questions and click you agree to the rules because if you don't, you get rejected. Um, and I've currently got 78 people I need to reject. So, you know, whatever. But, um, Phil, you've also been a premium member for quite a while. So do my marketing for me. Tell me why people should join up the premium membership. Um, so because there's so much content, really, um, the 
yeah, it's got everything. It's got the business side of it. And, and I've been doing this job for ages. And then I listen to your sort of alternative route stuff and it just sparks an idea and I go off and do something. And then the standards check stuff is great. And I'm sure you're going to finish it at some point. Uh, <laughs> the Yeah, there's just so much content in, in there um, from so many great people who are there. And again, it's like that sort of kind of the highlights of the podcast, isn't it, really? The, the guys you want to get back on and, and listen to over and over again. Um, yeah, so it's just so great CPD and not free CPD because you've got to pay for it, but it could not be more value than than I can think of. You, you've got to make, you've talked about this before, where you make your money back because if you implement the stuff that that you're learning on there, you'll, you'll, you'll be earning more money and therefore you'll be making your money back on, on the podcast. So, yeah, it was an, it's a no-brainer for me to join. Um, it was a no-brainer for me to join to the next one. <laughs> um, if nothing else, just to support you to have more time to do this stuff because I find this stuff very valuable. I genuinely appreciate that, and, and, I, and I agree uh, that anyone that's, that signs up to premium stuff, you know, if you spend a few months and, and actually watch or listen or read whatever it is you're doing and even just with the podcast you know just with this if you actually take something away from every episode or where you can and implement that thing you will be in a better position whether that's financially health mental physical you know whatever we've been speaking a lot about recently sort of behind the scenes about mental health and stuff well there are mental health episodes for way, the one that this this season with Hannah Mae Campbell, um, awesome episode. You can go to that and listen. You can take away three or four free uh, key points. You can go on action. You can ignore everything else and put your priority on that, and then you'll be in a better mental position, which will then enable you to work harder and work better and work smarter. And guess what? Your income goes up accordingly, and you've got a better work-life balance. Everyone's a winner. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, appreciate that, Phil. Thank you. Uh, anything just... you want to? Sorry, go on. Sorry, can I just add one more thing that I thought while you were talking there? Um, and I, I think I've noticed this probably more so in the last six months or so, that it's also starting to build a bit of a community. Um, and I don't know if this is just because I am getting involved, but there's certainly with the Facebook group and and, and you start seeing the same people commenting and, and things like that. And, it, and it's a community of very good, nice people um so it's quite nice from that perspective I've, I've found a whole different world of instructors that i didn't know about um and so i think that's quite a nice part of like being part of that community i'm really pleased you said that uh and thank you it's it's, it's intentional uh and it, it stems back to something and if this is preacher i apologize but whatever um the something i used to be really bad at is i put a post out and no one responds to it so you don't put another post out. And I learned that it's not necessary that people are responding because it's not good. It's because they don't they're not responding to that one or they need to see more or they they're too shy to respond or whatever. You need to do it consistently. And that, that's what I've done on the Facebook page, on the Facebook group, not as much in the other socials I do, but I've done it over there. I took a break on the group for a little while while I was struggling. But it's all friendly, it's all pleasant, it's all helpful, and it's all welcoming. And I think that anyone listening, if they want to grow a community or want to grow a, a following, that's what you need to do. You will put posts out that no one responds to. It doesn't matter. You know, I get messages sometimes from people that say, I don't want to put this publicly, but, and then they'll say it. And 
that's how it, it grows. And, and the other thing that I will say is I said it jokingly, but it's true. I've got a long list of people that I haven't accepted into that group because they haven't bothered just agreeing. They'll answer the questions. They'll actually type out the answer to the questions, but they haven't clicked I agree to the rules. And one of the rules I created in that group is don't be a dick. Well, if you're not willing to go, I'm not going to be a dick in your group. You're not coming in the group. Simple as that. So that's the, you know, I've said before, that's a minimum standard. I live my life by not being a dick, but you know, there you go. So I appreciate you saying that. Uh, anything you want to add on to that, Tony? No, um, I just love it. I just love the involvement. I think actually Phil's just suggested something there, which is quite true is there is a little a community. It's some, it's a go-to place. Um, when we've been on our own all day with with students, and I love it, I do, I really enjoy it. And there isn't one podcast that I've not enjoyed. There's been a couple that I've not enjoyed, but I'm not going to name them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, so no, I mean, look, the the community was intentional, and um, what I will say, it's not the biggest Facebook group in the world. I've never intended it to be. The intention was always a nice little place where. I can showcase some other people a different way. The goal was always to give people an opportunity. You know, we've done that with you recently, Phil, with the ADI Book Club. Um, you know, and, and that that was the goal around it. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that, you guys. Um, Chris, we've, we've neglected you for a little bit. Anything anything you want to chuck into anything that's been said there? I, I Exactly that. It's always been a pleasure to have the opportunity to have a chat with someone that generally I get on with. Um, and, you know, it is, yeah, it, it, it's a, I think going back to the not needing to have a point, not needing to necessarily have that direction. Isn't that the thing about community is that it's about having things around you that you're part of. It doesn't, you don't necessarily have to even engage. And, and that's something that I've also found with, you know, the, the communities that I've been part of and and been you know been able to to engage with, it's the the silent people are the ones that then you know will, will get in touch with you and you realise they are listening. Um, I think that's the sad thing about podcasts is you get figures, you get to see who who's listening, um, because sometimes that puts people off or it gets becomes too much about the figures. Um, and but I, th I think what that does then tell you is that you know that people out there want to hear it they that they want to hear that stuff um and that is all you know it's about having a voice in the car a voice in the room there's a lot of instructors that you know that haven't got a family that they're out of work and then they go home and you know they it gives them engagement and and contact and things like that it's all really important and we we lack it so much in in the industry when you know yeah your pupils are lovely but it's not well first it's not appropriate to go down the pub with them generally speaking um but it, you know it, they're not the sort of people that that you can talk on that open level with uh and, and we all know about the boundaries that it's a really difficult thing so it just gives people engagement and and that's that's awesome it, it really is so long, long may it last. And I, and I love watching. I'd, I'd love to be more engaged, but you know, I, I, I find I'm spinning so many plates. Um, I 
I love being able to look in sometimes and seeing all the great stuff that's going on and say um, the the opportunities that are being given to more and more people. That That's really great. Really great. It's the interesting thing around the stats there. And, and um, I, I've kind of been reflecting on this this season more than previously, but we actually spoke about it on the episode with Haley Field on sleep in that we said during the episode that episode would not get anywhere near as big a download numbers as the standard check episode would do. And I used to be a bit reluctant. I still did it, but I was reluctant to do those episodes. But then it's like, well, hold on. There's literally still hundreds of people listening to this episode on sleep. Why should I deprive those hundreds of people that want to listen to this? Because not everyone does. And it's been interesting with the, uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. It's actually on the, the survey. I put a survey out and ask people to, to fill that in for feedback on, on, on the podcast. And I put the, the, the question up, how often do you listen? I think the options are every episode, uh, most pick and choose and occasionally, and it seems to be either every episode or pick and choose. And I think that that's a really good mix. I like that. But uh, I'm going to bring it back over to Michelle because uh, I know Michelle has something to say after after moving her car. Uh, so what would you like to, uh, to to throw my way, Michelle? Um, I, don't, I sort of forgot. I ran downstairs and come up and thought, I wanted to say something and then I forgot. But um, just pretty much adding to um what everybody else has said actually um I don't even know how I actually started listening to your podcasts but all I know is yours was the first ever podcast I'd listened to so one of my friends listens to podcasts all the time she's like listen to them listen to them and I never bothered until yours and then there's so much content and so much variety of information um and I've I've sort of like everybody else I've used like so Bob Moulton I've joined his so I, I pay for his and listen to the coaching and doing the courses on that um that's um San um San Harper, Harper yeah so I've done her course um I, I think I've joined on to Chris's um IDTC I've joined that as well um so I've just I think it's just opened up a lot of things that um, even though I was aware about maybe not sort of delved into it so much, but sort of listening to your podcasts when I can um, has really sort of opened up my my thoughts and um, sort of pushed me to do probably more than what I would have done without without having um, this podcast. So it's um, has been very enlightening um, and very, very helpful um, on there. Other than that, I can't remember what my original thought that I was going to say. To you. <laughs> oh. No, that, that's that's lovely to hear, Michelle. Thank you. I do appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate all the comments from you guys. Um, obviously, uh, Chris is a regular on the show, but you know, we, we, the thing we've introduced this season is is doing some of these shows live in in front of uh, an, an audience, and occasionally giving you guys the opportunity to chip in. So, I, I appreciate you guys supporting the show and uh, and and the comments and feedback you've given today. We we do. Uh, need to wrap up now so uh, i'm just going to take a moment to remind everyone that i pointed out i think on the last episode that if you have listened all the way to the end of this episode you are officially my favorite people and you become officially an elite listener and uh, yes i will get some badges made up for you all at some point so if you meet me and say terry i'm an elite listener you can have an elite listener badge but only 
if you listen all the way to the end of the show, because that's the only way you'll find out. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a quick moment to say thank you for you guys. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, uh, anyone that's listening and going, oh, how how self-indulgent is he? And he just wants praise. I have asked several times for negative comments today. So screw you all. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for listening. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.